0: Today on CityCast Boise, one of my favorite things to do this time of year is ride my bike. I like knowing I'm fighting climate change and it's a hell of a lot cheaper than filling up my tank these days. But even still, I drive my car way more than I would like to admit. So today I'm talking with Garden City resident and bike commuter, Joe Jezuski to learn what got him to basically ditch his car and what keeps other average Joes like me from doing the same. It's Thursday, June 16th, 2022. I'm Frankie Barnhill, and this is CityCast Boise. So Joe, tell me first, how did you get into biking as your main method of transportation? In uh,
1: 2014, I got a job downtown. Boise, which was about uh, two miles, a little more than two miles from where I was living then. And I had been working in an area sort of on the other side of town um, over 10 years prior to that. And when I started working downtown, um, you know, parking is tighter. Parking costs money and it wasn't that far away from where I was living. So um, I thought I would sort of look in to see how it would go if I rode my bike to work. I did it once and it was really easy and actually I biked through my neighborhood and then once I got downtown, I hit a bike lane and then went down 8th Street and parked at a um, bike rack right outside of the office and didn't pay anything to to get there. And it would have been a little bit faster in a car, but then I'd have to find a place to park and it would have cost money. So um, at that point, it was, you know, more convenient to get downtown on a bike for work and it also was less expensive.
0: Okay, well, what do you think? Is Boise a bike-friendly place? Yes or no, or maybe?
1: I'm going to say yes. Boise is ahead of the curve when it comes to the number of people around town who are riding bikes to get places, and then also the number of bike facilities. You can go to similar-sized cities and even cities that are larger that don't have as many people riding and don't have the kind of infrastructure we do. That being said, we could do a lot better, and I think that we could do a lot better with all without tons of effort. And I think that it really is just a matter of political will.
0: Okay, well, let's talk about politics in a second. But, I mean, I think there's also just some uh, things that are natural to the geography here, right? So can we talk about a few of those, including, like it's pretty flat here. Uh, sure, there's the bench, um, but once you get up that hill, then you're then you're up on that hill and it's pretty much flat uh, once you're up there. What else is there that really kind of makes this place pretty conducive to biking, really?
1: Yeah, it's flat and also sort of, you know, the mountain biking culture that's, that's already here. We have all these trails just north of town where you can ride your mountain bike. And so people already are familiar with cycling. They have bikes in their garage and also our our weather, you know, I am not a hardcore sleet and snow biker, you know, I ride pretty consistently from March through November, January, uh, December and February, Uh, maybe not as much because the weather can be pretty gnarly. But you know, that's, that's nine solid months that are pretty good biking months. Uh, And then we also have uh, an incredible bike amenity already in the Boise River Greenbelt, which is an east to west bike path um that uh is completely absent of cars and is right along the river and is just a fantastic way like i said to go east west um so i think that all those things really give us a real um head start when it comes to being a spectacular bike city um and the people who created the the green belt years ago had incredible foresight I think uh and, and that really gives us a leg up when it comes to to getting places on your bike
0: especially the Greenbelt, just to really underline that, like, I think those of us who've lived here for any length of time, I think we take it for granted how special that is, and that not every city has something like this.
1: Yeah, I think that that is something that really stands out to me, too, when I go and visit other cities, is they don't have this built-in bike highway like we do, um, and you think, well, what if we had a north-south version of the Greenbelt? or at least a north-south route that was protected from traffic. Because you can point to the green belt and say that um, the demand is there, the market is there for people getting places on on bikes. We just need to give them some some better, safer spaces to do so.
0: Right, and I guess that gets to the point of like, well, is it not a great place to bike sometimes? Yeah, I mean... If you live in the north end or if you live in downtown or in Garden City or anywhere that has cr- pretty quick access to the greenbelt for that matter you've got lots of access to uh, bike lanes, sharrows, uh protected lanes but then you get outside of those areas and it's kind of rough. I mean, you're on streets that people maybe aren't expecting to see bikes. And so there's kind of like that education piece that comes up, but then also just motorists who aren't, and I hate that word motorist, but I used it, Joe, uh, (laughs) drivers, drivers (laughs) drivers who, you know, really, honestly, a lot of times aren't paying attention and we've seen some really scary things happen with crashes and close calls. And then also, you know, actual, uh, deaths. Um, so What do you think needs to happen, really? Like, what will make this change?
1: Well, those three places that you mentioned, the north end downtown and then Garden City, at least the east part of Garden City, those are all places that are comparatively expensive to live. Yes. So if you are uh, someone of means, you have a lot more access to these good biking facilities. If you are not, if you don't make enough money to live in those areas, which is a lot of people, then it's more dangerous for, for you to ride. So it really is, in addition to sort of a mobility issue, it's an equity issue as well. Absolutely. And so there are some really gnarly places to ride your bike. For instance, State Street, especially as you get out west, uh, there is no bike lane there. And um, the traffic is whizzing by. People have been killed on their bikes on State Street. There's a ghost bike yep. at Whitewater and State. Um, also fairview you know again it's going out west on fairview uh there's no bike lane there either um, and you know it wouldn't take all that much to make those places a lot better um it would take a protected bike lane uh and you could do that in a variety of ways you could put it at the street level and add some curbing you could expand the sidewalk and make a space for bikes on the sidewalk um, so i look at those places and i think about how dangerous it is and the fact that it does cost people their lives and the interventions to make them better wouldn't cost all that much. Uh, as I said, it's just sort of a matter of, of people wanting to do it.
0: I think it's so important that you mention the privilege of biking and especially from any of those areas that are more economically advantaged. I mean, it's 100% the truth. And yeah, people have, have lost their lives. People have been killed uh, while biking. And so it's it's really essential to call that out specifically. So I appreciate that. I guess I wonder, like, You know, there's all these crisscrossing. We're not going to get into the details because it gets pretty complicated with all the different agencies involved and streets in Boise um, and around the Mm -hmm. Treasure Valley. But, you know, do you feel like there's anyone who is really speaking to this issue who has power to change it? Is it happening more and more with more people who are interested and who are in actually positions of power? Or are we still in a place where, you know, bikers and anyone who's interested in cycling and seeing um, more people trying that out as a method of transportation are really kind of in the minority?
1: Yeah, I think it's getting better. And we are seeing a little bit of a shift, I think, uh, in terms of attention and um, political will shifting a little bit more towards people on bikes. And I think a great illustration of that was the last election we had when Alexis Pickering won by, I believe it was four votes. Alexis's election moved the ACHD commission to three to two in favor of more attention and resources put towards people on bikes and also walking and if i could just go back real quick and touch on on the equity issue i I want to make i want to say one thing about that it's kind of ironic because bikes are really really cheap to uh, use as a mobility device when you compare them to cars you know you can go down to boise bicycle project and pick up a used bike for a few hundred dollars that can reliably get you two three four five miles from home pretty easily so the fact that bikes are so cheap is a cruel irony that the places that are best to bike are the most wealthy
0: Hmm. yep
1: and one of the things that i think can really help with um, people like alexis being elected to the achd commission is um that they they get it they understand that dynamic and they're willing to stand up for uh, for people who who ride bikes. So I'm really encouraged by her election in particular, and then just by the bikes that I see around town. Uh, those numbers really seem to be increasing psychologically for drivers. Seeing more bikes makes you more safe on a bike because they expect it. You know, I do have some s- sympathy for for folks who have driven or have grown up in sort of the driving culture. And they haven't been around bikes while they're driving and so the more bikes that we get out there and people on bikes the drivers will become more comfortable and more aware
0: yeah visibility on the road literally in terms of how many are out there also creates real visibility uh That's right. it, it, yeah for drivers to actually notice notice bikes when they're there Okay, so you you told me that you started biking really out of a very practical uh, adult kind of reasoning around it being convenient, but also free or cheap once you actually got your helmet and your bike and your bike lock. Mm -hmm. Um, But I bet you, I bet anything, Joe, that there's also something that you just love about this that's almost like childlike, because that's how I feel on a bike is I feel like a kid in a lot of ways. You know, I mean, how does it make you feel to be on a bike and why do you like it?
1: Yeah, I don't think that we're the only ones, Frankie, that feel liberated when we're on a bike. There's something about being outside in the open air, using your own body to propel yourself to go somewhere. um, And also seeing people out there with you, you know, there's a connection you see when you go by somebody on the green belt and they're riding a bike or they're walking and people will say, hi, boy, there's, you know, this is still Boise. That still happens when you, when you go by a stranger like that, like you feel a connection to those people out there. Whereas when you're in a car, they're an obstacle and you, 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 you feel like that they're in your way. Right. Right. There is something psychological there about riding a bike. That's different than, than driving a car. And I think it's really good for, for our sense of well-being or at least mine is good for my sense of well-being um in, in terms of that way and then also just like starting your day with a 15 minute exercise that's not super intense you know like i get to work and i'm just in a better mood and so there is kind of a magic to it that's that's hard to explain if you don't do it so i really try to encourage people if they haven't done it just give it a try you know Find, find a route that, that works for you to get to work or get to the store or get to school or get to the gym and just try it. You know, that's what I did. And um, it kind of changed my life.
0: Well, there's probably people listening who want to be like you, who want to drive less and bike more. But it's might be kind of hard to figure out how to get started. Um, you know, everything from where to ride and how to get places still quickly You're such an evangelist for giving Bike Commuting a try, so I wonder, would you come back on the podcast another time to help us make a guide for people who wanna try it out?
1: I would be happy to. It's uh, surprisingly easy, I think easier than people think, so I'd be happy to come back on and give people some tips on how they can get started.
0: Awesome, thanks so much for sharing your perspective with us, Joe. You bet, thank you. And another thing before we go, have you heard of the Idaho stop? The 1982 law was the first in the country to give cyclists the right to treat a stop sign like a yield sign and a red light like a stop sign. In this case, I'm actually proud that an Idaho law has been replicated in other places around the country. There's more to be done to make Boise bike friendly, though. One way to get involved is by telling the Ada County Highway District you want more protected bike lanes and better roads for bikes in general. We'll put a couple links in the show notes for ways to make your voice heard. All right, that's all for now, Boise. Our music is by Up Is The, Down Is The. Our producers are Evelyn Avitia and Jennifer Jarrett. I'm Frankie Barnhill, lead producer and host of the show. And our newsletter writer is Blake Hunter. Speaking of, have you subscribed to our daily newsletter yet? In today's edition, we share exclusive hot takes from Joe on electric bikes, electric scooters, and bike bars. RIP to his Twitter mentions. Thanks for listening to CityCast Boise. We'll be back Tuesday morning with more news from around the city. Ta-da!